<laughs> your wife is a tank, man. Raising oh, those man. Sons, dude. Ooh, we watched Hudson the other morning, man. Dude, he's how many months old is he? Four months. Oh, man. You've got your hands full, brother. He's, dude, he is a hoss. Dude, Hudson, I, I, I said Hudson could probably stop a bullet at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just a giant ball of mass. <laughs> Welcome to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today, as always, Big Mike. Woo! Tobear. It's good to be back. And straight out of the 704, Cookie, Seymour Jugs. Woo! woo. <laughs> I'm also going with the woo because I got Ric Flair this week. So. I did the woo. Maybe. Well, I'm going with woo because I have Ric Flair. I always do. The you, you did a whoop whoop though. That was, who did no, a whoop whoop? That was whoop? me. So you, because he still has the dreads, you know. Look, look at him. Somebody <laughs> stop that scheduled scan on my computer. <laughs> yeah, Cook. Good to see you, man. It's been a couple weeks since I've even seen you or talked to you. I know, man. I'm gonna have to come back soon. Oh, no, 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 no. You're good. You're good. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. We're good without you. <laughs> Last time we're, uh, we're in la- tight social circles. You know, now, last Kirk. time we saw him, we all thought that we had COVID because of him. So it, 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 it was it was. Anyway, and then tell, now didn't tell the people what happened the day after you found out what. Well, you that it was negative, but but still, this was a point of the, when testing was so slow, and it was like literally, it, it, it's still slow. Well, it is still slow, but it, at that point, it was like a really long period of time for for him to get his results back and i'm you know so every night having to take an extra xanax just uh <laughs> top it off at the night so i can go to bed so uh boys how was your week cookie what have you done in charlotte how many uh hole in ones do you get that in disc golf have you disc golf this week it's called an ace aaron okay and i'm getting tired of you shooting on disc golf all right <laughs> i know that there are people out there that love disc golf it's not just me all right ah uh, okay yeah 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 so tell <laughs> you know what, whatever i didn't even go disc golf this week all right i didn't even do it why man what, what what was wrong with it well i went to my uh i went to my local uh, thrift store went book shopping That's i figured right. out how to read yeah i went i figured out how to read recently okay uh yeah, man. So uh, I picked up some gifts for you guys, and I, I can't wait to give them to you. So I, I saw some of the books. Well, well, one of the books I saw was was a Boyhood Dream, the Shawn Michaels story. Now, have you started reading that at all? Are you going to read it before you 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 get it to us, or are you going to do a cookies book review in the next couple of weeks? Oh God, no! I'm not going to read that story. I'm not going to read that shit. I'll let you read it, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Am I, I the only person that reads? No, yeah. but I don't want to read about his heartbreak and his triumph. That's why I asked who wants to read this book, because I knew one of you guys would want to read it. I, I, Dude, any kind of wrestling memorabilia, I will gladly accept for my house. You know, I, I, I don't have a lot of space, but I did talk to Howard Vardom today, and he's going to build me some new shelving mm. for inside of here to put up some stuff. A little, little corner shelf right there. So, it's Howard, gonna, it's going to be shelving and a bouldering wall. Yeah, because it's going to be made out of it, it's going to be 500 pounds of just pure like solid oak, <laughs> child crushing material. We'll so like when Elliot comes to, over, uh, it's just going to fall on him. We'll have to get you some more memorabilia then, man. Fill yeah, it out. We, we've got 
enough right now, man. The corner man. is growing. I'm very proud. We got some really cool stuff over there. Barbara Varnum came inside my house today and was just very disappointed in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> when do you go grow up? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking uh, about? She's like, look at the action figures. <laughs> Never, Mom. Never. Never. Well, I mean, like, no, no, that's where you go, Mom. I am an adult. They're still in their package. I got bills, Mom. I got bills. <laughs> Except for the $50 Jushin Thunder Liger, which I took out of the package for some reason. Because you, you couldn't resist. Yeah, too. But Alex, well, right. at least you saved the Terry Funk. Terry Funk would it, never it leave intact, that package. Yes. Anyways, uh, I I was on vacation last week. We were we kind of recorded something last week in the car. Yeah. Um, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. I completely missed out because I was It did feel a working. little flat, so Aaron dumped it. So I completely dumped it and just went ahead and did the Zane interview that Cookie and I were able to to do about three months ago. It was before the pandemic started, actually. So, shit, it, it could have been January when we when did we record that Cookie? I think it was I think it was end of December, early January. Yeah, it was uh, it was well before Zane found out that he does not like you yeah well he's always not <laughs> liked me but now he not not likes me wait that's a double negative that means he likes me so anyways what did you guys enjoy the mat like the, the episode i know you guys were not in person here when we were recorded that because I, it was just me and cookie at the time did you guys get to listen i don't think tobert listened to it uh mike what did you uh, i've been busy man <laughs> you didn't listen to your own fucking I've been show fucking busy dude i've been working seven days a week man dealing with these fucking idiots that just want to grab a beer which is cool i'm happy to have them sometimes but yeah i've just been i've been on the grind haven't had time to uh brother this is but, your art this is what you put together every week and you didn't listen to it just, just because episode, your fucking listened, stupid voice wasn't on it i listened to every ep- every other episode this week i happened to just not been busy it's been crazy zane i hope you're hearing this that he intentionally skipped out on your episode you know what i'm gonna wake up i'm gonna make some coffee i'm gonna put it on tomorrow <laughs> i'm gonna listen to it i'm gonna roll up a joint i'm gonna do some chores and uh, please, please do the sweet, sweet sounds of the Dawson brothers. Yes, Cookie. Uh, I think what Tober meant to say is, is he's going to wake up. He's going to make some coffee. He's going to roll a joint. He's going to forget just, about the podcast. <laughs> and, then, and then he's going to go about his day. <laughs> and then yep. he's going to be like, well, there was something I was supposed to do today. No, I've got a big day exactly. tomorrow. I'm going to listen to the Dawson brothers to get me pepped up to go lawnmower shopping tomorrow <laughs> for the rugby club. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. Give me, a little, okay. give me a little, some tactics to okay. lay on some cells in maybe. Yeah, you got to find you a Mark. <laughs> yeah. Zane went into great detail around the history of Marks and along with the storytelling involved in a wrestling match. Uh, I really personally enjoyed it. Now my stupid voice was not on it. So I kind of missed out there, but uh, my daddy. He did talk about you though. A little bit. Yeah. He put you over at the end, saying how much he loved you. He put me over. He also kind of shot on me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what he does. No, that's, that's what, what they do. do. That's, that's what both of them do. He said that you didn't know what you were talking about at first, and you. And, but then he would go back and watch and be like, "Yeah, no, this was shit." And so I appreciated that. Um, my dad called me. He said he really appreciated it. To kind of getting that inside baseball kind of knowledge of you know what's going on and 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 how they go about kind of formulating and especially when they call it in the ring it's kind of interesting i really and and you know we i prefer a match that was called in the ring something that makes it a little bit more i i don't like things to be perfect i've never been a person at, at 
if you listen to this podcast, you know that it's never perfect. We like a natural progression. Right. Like if things, things are gritty, if things are real, it makes me more emotionally invested wow. into it. Chef's kiss. So when a match is called in the ring, I think that that gives it more of an emotional appeal. You're, you're definitely, you're not dictating what the audience needs to do. The audience is dictating what you need to do in that ring. And I think it makes, it makes for a much better professional wrestling match. Agreed. Right, Cookie? Absolutely. I 100% agree. All right. So. Just us? All right. <laughs> oh, sorry, Cookie. What else were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just going to say, does anyone else agree with that? I no, think it was I don't know. Like, it, man. You can like, definitely... Uh, well, it's harder now with, like, the arena show, like, the no-crowd arena shows to kind of see the flow or see what could or should happen. Yeah. Um, but you can definitely tell a match in front of a crowd when it's called in the ring and they're kind of vibing off of what's going on versus just throwing out spots and, like, doing their own thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's every revival match that was on WWE in the last year that... <laughs> You know, they start wrestling. Nobody really cared or knew because there was no story and there was no meaning behind it. But by the after the first commercial break, everybody's just like hooting and hollering and going going wild about right. it. Right, and then there's a, a famous match between the Wild Eyed Southern Boys and the Midnight Express, and and Cornette's talked about it. How in Baltimore they were just shitting. They didn't know who these people were, the the Wild Eyed Southern Boys, and then nobody cared. By the end of it, people were hanging out the rafters, and you know screaming their hearts out because these guys knew how to tell a story to these these audience members and the audience members bought into it um i think in cookie you you were talking about it like this week on aew like there there was a little bit of um disconnect between you and aew this week for a couple of those matches correct absolutely um i'm trying to remember what matches specifically they were but I think it was uh was it Omega and Hangman against Lucha Soros? Oh. Yes, yes, yes. It was. That's exactly what it was. It felt forced. Like they were just throwing out spots left and right, and they weren't like I, I don't know how to describe it, but it just didn't flow like a typical tag team match would, in right. my opinion. Yeah. And and, that, and and that could be, you know, because the lack of crowd and all that stuff that maybe you're, you're forced to kind of go over your spots a little bit more beforehand. Anyways, what have you done this week, Tolbert? What, what are you, uh, me? Yeah. What have you done this week? I've Nothing worked. Work. You worked. Work you're fucking boring. Mike, what, what have you done this week? <laughs> oh, I'm in the same boat, Chris. <laughs> Mike, you're fucking boring. <laughs> what did I do this week? I worked. It's been a boring fucking week. Dude. Yeah. Getting uh, back to the grind. Is, I've been on the grind. You yeah. Been on the grind, uh, hospital dude. was a madhouse yesterday. Yeah. I was just, Head down, just pulling through it, man. Just yeah. trying to get get through. Tolbert came in today claiming that herd immunity was a thing and that <laughs> there was no virus. Uh, no, there definitely is. <laughs> but I'm uh, probably immune to it by now. Yeah, uh, it's, definitely. I, I definitely am immune to it now. I probably had it like three times now. <laughs> at, but at this point, man, like it is, it's getting old because people aren't yeah. following the rules. Dude, and yeah, I, I witnessed that this last night it just uh I, I work in a place that we just happen to be able to serve on premise and after a certain time of night <laughs> people just don't give a shit and it's crazy it's like a bunch of toddlers running around do you but, think that maybe that's why the governor put a, a time yeah, stamp yeah, because cool. I, I i'm in favor of that i get out of work a little bit earlier <laughs> but then again 
People are like, well, the virus ain't going to, what, does the virus leave after 10 o'clock? No, motherfucker. People get drunk and they stop doing everything. That, yeah. It's like, ridiculous. It's really funny and scary. But uh, yeah, that's what I've been dealing with. Cookie. I was just going to say uh, next week, boys, I'm starting class and I'm, and I have to go in person to class. Cookie, do you remember when I invited you for SummerSlam next weekend? I have totally just nixed that right now. You're staying home. <laughs> Finish That's your story, Cookie. I was just saying, like, that, I, like, I'm worried about going to class. Like, I shouldn't have to be, but, like, I don't Cookie, know why. Cookie, trust me, don't worry, man. Just do your thing, brother. Um, <laughs> we're strong, beefy men. Um, I've made it this far. You definitely can. I, uh, I don't want to go. It's wild. One of our close friends of the podcast actually came down with it this week yeah. and has been sick because of it and having to self-quarantine. So it, it's definitely still it, out there. It's, it's, it's definitely still, still out, out there. there. And, it, and it's an eye-opening thing that to see a, a very close friend go through something like this and, and having to talk to this person about it. Notice I did not give any privacy identifiers right there. I am proud Good of myself. Team. You did great, that's, man. That's a professional, right? That's there. because I took my uh, cookie. Did you ever have to take a city uh, exam through UNCW to to get your um, researcher stuff? Not that I. Yes, I did. Actually, yes, I did. I did because I had. Yeah, I definitely had. To. Yeah. <laughs> when I did DIS, yes, I did have to do it. So you have to get like a city certification to make sure that you are uh, correct with all of your privacy and everything and. That's what yeah, I, because I, I had to go through that shit today. Yeah. I, li I live my life like that. Yeah, well, fuck you. I, 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 I got Mike. stories for days, and I can't tell anybody who they are. Oh, dude, I repeat all the stories <laughs> I hear. Yeah, like, no, guess who what I heard the other day? There's no HIPAA for bartenders. <laughs> no, it's just like, don't piss me off. <laughs> Mike actually told us that somebody came in and drank a, a, a bottle of gin and ate hot like, dogs. In the, in the same day, <laughs> in the same day, I treated a man who came into the hospital because he had drank an entire bottle of gin and hot and a pack of hot dogs and he had stomach problems. <laughs> and on the Ugh. same day, I treated a guy who killed Nazis because he was a fucking fighter pilot in World War II. I love my job for that sort of stuff. <laughs> a little I, contrast for you. <laughs> so it was a whole bottle of gin? At least. Did one. he cook the hot dogs? I didn't ask. <laughs> I, and were I, they Jesse James hot dogs? Were they the red ones? Honestly, they oh, the red ones? <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I've mentioned it before. I don't think I've said it on this podcast. One night when I, I was between jobs in Myrtle Beach, and uh, I had about $15 in my pocket and a free uh, ticket to go see the, tr uh, the single A baseball team in Myrtle Beach, the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. And I went to the stadium because it was dollar hot dog night and I could get me a meal in and like yep. ma maybe a beer or two. And like, it's just like you finished an indie match. I know. I, like, <laughs> you of hot I, I'm like, fuck the baseball game. <laughs> I'm going to eat me a bunch of hot dogs. And I'm going to be fine. Right. I end up like, I think I have two beers and end up eating nine $1 hot dogs. <laughs> nine. Like, I, like, there is no exaggeration you to that. You slapped down a 10, you're like, leave a dollar for yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. And all these hot dogs were pre-cooked. It's not like they were like... Yeah, they're, they're, they're wrapped in foil. Yeah, they're wrapped in, in foil. Warmer. And she's just like pulling them out and like hands them to me. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to eat all nine of these. I ate nine hot dogs. I was fine, right? I go home. I go to bed. I wake up at three in the morning in the worst pain of my entire life. I think that night my... Uh, 
my gallbladder exploded probably because of, <laughs> because of everything that I ate. Aaron, did you have any shame buying those nine hot dogs? Were, were you like looking at the lady like, how many did you want? Yeah, he said nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you put extra relish and, and, and uh, chili on all of them, please? He's just thinking he got over oh. the system. He's like, yeah, these guys are idiots. <laughs> and I swear to God, for two solid hours, I shit piles. Just formless piles <laughs> out of my much. butt. Like, too it was much. not like – there was – it was the worst experience of my entire life. Like I was yeah, sitting there. Because you ate nine hot dogs. Oh my God. I was holding onto the rail in my bathroom in Myrtle Beach. And I, the whole, God. Fuck hot dogs. I'm never eating hot dogs again. I went back a couple you weeks later. You ate Myrtle Beach hot dogs. I know, man. <laughs> COVID dogs nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. That's All right. Let's, you- let's talk about some wrestling. <laughs> oh, good. Cookie. Would you say that was the worst food? Would you say that food gave you the worst diarrhea? Ever. Ever? Uh, with a food... I will say, <laughs> in this <laughs> period, this was maybe a couple weeks later, I ate the wings at... Because it was... It was, <laughs> I, was I was so broke between jobs <laughs> in Myrtle Beach. And uh, they had like 25-cent wings at... Um, what is it? Uh, Mellow Mushroom? And they do something with their wings. Same sort of thing happened with the wings. So, like, I, I had multiple nights Ugh. of me just shitting my brains out. So, dear God! Now, and now you uh, you can buy pizza for the podcast, right? That's right. Would you guys like some pizza? That was really good pizza, by the way. Thank you, Wheels Pizza. You should uh, be a uh, sponsor of Two Dollars Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. All right, let's talk about some <laughs> professional wrestling. This is good pizza, man. <laughs> All right, for our first match of the evening, and apparently Mike didn't even fucking like care to take any notes of it. It was I Marty Janelli, Janetti, free balling it, man. You don't even know the life that I lead currently. Marty Janetti against Shawn Michaels, and you think that Travis, who picked the art this week from your match, he wants to hear some very good great, analysis of this matchup, art. and you're shit in the bed. Well, hold on. Let me at least get to my spot. All right. All right. I'm and ready. then we can all agree that I sucked afterwards. Yes. Okay. Shawn Michaels versus the self proclaimed murderer, Marty Janetti from Raw, July 19th, 1993. Shawn Michaels is defending his Intercontinental Champion against his former tag team partner, who apparently murdered a man. Aaron, what the fuck is going on with Marty Janetti? Um. <clears throat> That's a good question, Mike. Uh, you know, as, as his therapist, I'd like to think that Marty's on, a, on an upswing in his life right now. But I, I don't know. Marty has, ever since his career ended in WWF back in the 90s, he, he's had sporadic runs with the company. And since that, he has had some weird shit come out about him <laughs> over the years. And you feel bad for him and then you don't feel bad so for him. what was some of the other stuff because i've heard yeah, the, we had some interesting yeah so i've, uh, I've heard the name chat right I've, I've heard the name marty Janetti before okay we've never had a match on his show so nope. i've never i've never watched it i was familiar that he had or like there was something like you don't want to be the marty Janetti or something i didn't right. understand what that meant care to explain that yeah so um Marty and Gen- uh, Marty, Gen- Marty and Janetti. Marty Janetti and Shawn Michaels were a very big tag team back in the late 80s and early 90s. 
they were kind of like the new age rock and roll express. They were the midnight rockers and then the rockers in WWF. These guys were the high flying kind of tag team um, with uh, Robert, uh, Marty Jannetty kind of playing the Robert Gibson role and uh, Shawn Michaels kind of playing the, uh, the Ricky Morton role. It, it, you know, the, the guys that got beat up by FTR this past week on gotcha. uh, AEW. Um, they broke up in, early 90s Shawn Michaels turned on uh, Marty Jannetty and then Marty Jannetty kind of faded into obscurity it wasn't like he he didn't get a big singles run after this he he did some some things uh in the 90s he had a he became an intercontinental champion he also was a tag team guy with uh one Al Snow as the new rockers in the mid 90s but uh, he never really caught on with the fans as much as Shawn Michaels did. And then he just did a bunch of drugs. He probably, <laughs> allegedly, probably did some drinking and some drugs. But he, he loved his daughter. <laughs> and uh, oh. <laughs> what is going on? Like, I don't understand what happened. I, I, oh. I, I don't know, man. You brought it up. Give me the Marty Jannetty story. <laughs> Uh, he, he's made some things. He's made some statements online where he uh, was attracted to his long lost daughter, and like he didn't know that it was his daughter, and like he tried to like date her, and then it ended up being his biological daughter, and then uh, <laughs> he allegedly murdered a, a, so a, a homosexual in the, week, behind a bowling alley. Yeah, last week, some real unsolved mysteries. Marty Janetti <laughs> posted online. While trashing apparently his girlfriend or ex-wife um, and saying some semi-racist things, yes. he, he also admitted to the first time he met he made a man disappear was when he murdered a guy outside of bowling alley for trying to molest him and threw him in the river. <laughs> so Marty Janetti, and one of my favorite memes that have come out of this whole thing are was it's that picture of the guy. What's the guy's name? He's an old uh, NFL player. Um, Big dude. Ray Lewis? But he, what? Ray Lewis? No, no, no. He, he does a lot of stuff online, really funny stuff, like the old heads, like skits, like where, where it's like old heads be like, blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, Spice Adams. Yeah, Spice, Spice Adams. Adams. Spice Adams. It's that picture of him behind the tree rubbing his hands, like looking. And the picture says, uh, <laughs> this week, uh, dark side of the ring producers looking at Marty Janetti right now. Like... <laughs> waiting to tell his story season three i think the the craziest thing is like because i think it was in like columbus georgia or something like that or somewhere down south but they're like the police department's like well i guess we're gonna have to open a case (laughs) (laughs) because you just admitted to murder (laughs) anyway long story short they're wrestling on raw um (laughs) and it's in new york is it the hammerstein yeah hammerstone hammerstein Hammerstein ballroom Ballroom. so i I, again i didn't watch a lot of wrestling growing up but i know this place so this was like when i was little this was the ideal professional wrestling venue to me like when when raw was very early uh on in its its days i would i literally made mom and dad leave um Tiger Cubs early every Monday night so I could get home to watch Monday Night Raw. And I just remember uh, vividly that siren, whoa, 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 whoa. We are here live from the Hammerstein Ballroom Monday Night Raw. And, and it's great because I, 
as a kid or whatever, even just un- up until recently, you don't put two and two together. And then you actually start looking around. You're like, oh, my God, this is actually a ballroom. And they have, like, stands set up onto the stage. Really cool. Um, so we've got Vince. We've got Randy Savage. Right. And we've got Bobby, Bobby. Heenan on commentary. They did a great job. They were probably the, the stars of the show. Oh, my God. I think this so might good. actually be our, one of our first Randy Savage commentary matches. Yeah, I think so, brother. <laughs> Um, was that bad? Was that a terrible impersonation? It was, it was, it was all right. <laughs> well, ha- Thank you. Kirk. Halfway through, Randy's like, I lost my voice. <laughs> hey, and 30 seconds in, he did. says, 30 seconds in, brother. And this is the greatest match I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, and you know what? It was a good match. Uh, by the way, Shawn Mark Michaels comes out and he's accompanied with Diesel. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Big Daddy. Well, this was before Big Daddy Diesel. This was just this Diesel. Diesel. Diesel's man. wearing. I can't. I, he's got cowboy boots. But he's got like a an acid wash jean jacket with studs. Yeah, it, it was just beautiful. The, the weirdest nineties. 90s is he looks kind of so thing. young he's got he's that, got his, his big old like glasses sunglasses he on he wasn't limping yeah it was it was a, <laughs> it was a good time um but this you know what and i and i get to appreciate yes these guys were probably the high flyers of their time they were definitely running around they were doing good stuff it was entertaining what i would say is i i kind of the reason i didn't go back and rewatch is because I, I wasn't drawn into anything with the actual match yeah this is not your style of wrestling it's, i always it, forget it, it's not but i will say there is a huge contrast to the high flyers in the 90s and the high flyers today because you know at, as you watch a lot of wrestling and i even haven't even watched that much but just seeing the amount of wrestling that i have you know you kind of start anticipating things that you're going to see right and so you know certain certain little things that they would do you know, I would expect they're going up the top rope. I'm expecting them to do some kind of moonsault or some kind of crazy thing like off the ropes. And they, they come down and just do like a, a just a double axe handle. Yeah. Or, you know, where I would expect them to hit like a running um, shooting star press. Like they're just, they, they, they grab a hold. So like that, the contrast there, it kind of did take me back a little bit. The match does get a little interesting because um, it is a Monday night. So right before a commercial break, Marty Janetti pins Shawn Michaels. Yep. Shawn Michaels yep. gets the leg up. So you go to com- and they, they right at the third count. It yeah, was like a beautiful. It, it, it was it was great timing and bam bam bam. Um, Earl Hebner is, is the referee. He's actually the referee a couple times tonight on our our matches this week. And uh, oh, he is. I didn't even and, think about uh, that. But yeah, Earl Hebner will say for Genetti counts. Bam bam bam. Shawn Michaels counts a lot slower. So that, that he tried to screw Shawn. Um. So. We, we, we go to commercial break. We're like, oh, my God, uh, Mario Gennetti just, just won. And then turns out over commercial break, they went to replay. Bobby the Bobby Brain Heenan. Bobby Heenan pulled them all aside and said, hey, this isn't right. And then the rest of the match, Savage is just laying into Bobby Heenan. He's like, I don't know, man. Maybe we go do to we replay. need to do replay for that further? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what would what, uh, what ha- And Bobby the Brain Heenan's like, well, what would have happened if it was the other way around? He's like, I got no comment. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, long story short, Shawn Michaels, with the help of Diesel, does maintain his Intercontinental Championship. Um, overall, it was the wrestling was good. Yeah, it was a right? solid it's, match. It's a Shawn Michaels match. The wrestling was good. Marty Jannetty's a good wrestler. Um, it's a good wrestling match. They didn't. 
capture me in the, the 16 minutes of the I, I, I of the was thing. I, I'd like to, 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 to say that I was actually very captured uh, throughout the match I, I enjoyed it uh, is that because you knew a little bit more of the history or what like I just maybe maybe that maybe uh, I, I really thought that they were both uh, I, honestly yeah I think that's probably the reason I thought they were both very good for workers. me like in the past when, when it's these kind of matches for myself and I don't know any of the history or anything like that it, when when commentary is on point and they're they're drawing in and telling me the whole story. I do a lot better. Um, commentary was good, but they didn't, and they did a little bit of like the, the pre build to this, but it just, it wasn't as, I mean, Vince was, Vince is great. Play by play. He's so good. Bobby and, and Randy are great color guys, but it just overall as a casual fan trying to go back and watch a, one match from a raw in the nineties, right. it just didn't kind of grab me. I think Vince, uh, I, one of my favorite Vince and, it, he doesn't like calling moves for yeah, some reason. Yeah, I've noticed that. And he'll say, what a maneuver! <laughs> Instead of saying, well, like, he, he just has, did a high crossbody or he something. That, that high, he he, he, he flexes weird, too. So, like, he'll be, like, talking regularly to the, the other guys, right. like the other comedy guys, and then he, like, starts calling the match. He's, like, gets real high and it gets real fast. And it, it, it does. It kind of catches you and, get like, yanks you in. It's the, good. He, he And I can see why... He wanted to be the play-by-play for so long for WWF uh, because he was so good at it. Well, on the link, it's WW. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that they, they do cut <laughs> out his. So it must have been from one of the various uh, Shawn Michaels DVDs that I own. Uh, like somebody burned it off of the, the DVD. God bless Daily Motion, right? God, can, can we say the real MVP of this podcast has been Daily Motion? There's some 100%. pure shit. I, I'm not a big fan of Daily Motion in the sense of like, no, they, I, mean, I hate their Daily UI Motion. sucks. Every no, time I get a Daily Motion link, I'm like, God damn it. Well, I, I, I say that because there's no way to like easily watch it on my TV. So yeah, I have I to like watch it on my it phone. On, I like watching it on yeah, the screen. So you can't just pull it up on YouTube. But I but, love it. But there's some shit that is just there. If <laughs> I know that something there. is going to be like, so like, one or two things on Daily Motion. It's either the most obscure fucking thing that I could find is going to be on Daily Motion, or two, it's like a high profile matchup between two high profile guys exactly. that get, keeps getting pulled from YouTube. Yes, Cookie. Can I just say that ninety eight percent of my matches are Daily Motion? Yeah, so I never get to watch it on fucking <laughs> the big that wild, screen. That wild Japanese it's always shit. on the phone. <laughs> Aaron was giving me shit for not taking notes. I'm like, it's because I'm on my fucking phone. Like, what do you want me to do? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Do you have a problem with Daily Motion Cookie? No, because I won't get a match if you don't. (laughs) Sorry. For real, though, I didn't even think about it. Like, apparently New Japan's very good about finding their shit on YouTube. Like, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. My shit on their other hand is all over YouTube. (laughs) your shit is like insane all the time. So yeah, like speaking of which, that bathhouse match was on YouTube. Yeah, titties and oh, all. Yeah. In Bush, full Bush YouTube. Guys, I, I want to say in the near future we will be having a sequel to the bathhouse death match because I found the second part to it. The oh second part is oh, even yes. more explicit than the first. You, more you were Bush. uncomfortable during the first one. This one, it's like, oh, hello, vagina, for an entire five minutes. <laughs> well, back to my match. Sorry, I was just really excited about the bathhouse well, death match. Back to my shtick, I should say. 
Uh, so that was my match. Uh, do you have any other questions, comments for me? No, that apparently may, that's may it. I carry on. Yeah, you may deals. do your social media update. Well, actually, before I get to the social media update, I want to give a shout. God out. damn it! I thought it was going to be like a like a. Well, this is this is a, an impromptu ad read for a rustic campsite in downtown Wilmington. Our friend has put his pirate ship up on the Airbnb. <laughs> so if you are looking for a rustic campsite in downtown Wilmington, walkable to your coronavirus hotspot, that is Cape Fear Wine and Beer. <laughs> hey, Feel free. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you gotta bleep that out. Motherfucker, every week we say where you work. People know where you work, Tolbert. I also work at Caprice Bistro, which is probably another coronavirus <laughs> All right, let's not throw. Uh, long story <laughs> short, let's keep the playing field equal here, folks. Downtown Wilmington, the coronavirus hotspot that is our downtown. If you would like to stay at walkable distance from all that COVID cloud, feel free to look up the rustic sailboat pirate ship on Airbnb, $60 a night. It's a pretty fun gig. Me and Tolbert really enjoyed it. Uh, so, Guys, don't worry that they do have a system that will clean up all the cum. So go ahead and stay <laughs> on the boat. Well, it actually is a rather nice boat. It is a very nice boat. It's got air conditioning. Um, Does it have TV? It does have a TV. I don't know if it's hooked up. Does it have internet? I don't know. If your phone has internet. If you're in the marina, I'm sure. But there's showers and bathrooms in the marina? No, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Anyway. What's the price? $60 a night. $60 a night? And for an extra fee, you'll get a surprise visit from the two dollars <laughs> yeah. crew. Hey, yeah, if you text us and let us know, we'll come on down there. We know Nick's we'll say real hey. well. <laughs> Tell him two dollars sent you. All right, it's uh, slip seventeen. We know where it is. Yeah, I'm not gonna shout out the code, but I know the code. All right, uh, Instagram worst Shut- commercial ever. <laughs> He, just, he, he actually just got a one-star review from that commercial. <laughs> Guys, I was listening to this really obscure wrestling podcast, and they were talking about your boat. I'm going to give it one star. <laughs> Lots of cum. <laughs> uh, Instagram, Tolbert, up to 135 followers. I don't know, wow! I don't know how he gained he, a couple followers. Oh, my God. All Tolbert posted this week. Charlie Dreamer. Charlie Dreamer Charlie, followed yes. us. Charlie Dreamer <laughs> followed us on Twitter and Instagram this week. Finally, Charlie, of all the people that listen to our podcast regularly, he has not he has yet to follow us. Thank you, Charlie Dreamer. Um, but all Tober posted was the art from last week and this week, but but the art last week. Oh my it's god, the Thug incredible. Life photo of the incredible. Dawson boys. Amazing. Uh, I mean, what are they? Eighth, eighth, seventh grade, sixth grade. It's in that of a life, bro. Yeah, dude. Dude, nothing but it. You got to do it. Um, but yeah, so we're, can, can you tell me who, who would have been Orlando number one? Was that, that one I had Shaq? The same jersey. Was it Shaq? I had the same jersey. Was yeah, it Shaq? That, that's Shaq. Yeah, that's Shaq. Um, but them boys, you can just tell they're going places in the wrestling world with this photo. <laughs> it's the middle fingers that get me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they're, they're children and they are juvenile delinquents. Like, you know, that those kids kicked a cat while walking around the neighborhood. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck you, cat. <laughs> Twitter, we're up to 302 followers. <laughs> uh, we had a couple posts this week. What uh, I had to take down. Yeah? Which one? The the one that got the most uh likes and retweets and everything. Why did you take that down? Uh it <sighs> Go ahead. Saga of uh professional wrestling Twitter. Uh I I was <laughs> Kind of putting over the fact that the Bull Nakano compilation tapes, which are unauthorized 
Um, I accidentally tagged Bull Nakano <laughs> and the guy who, who puts together these, the, the, the tapes, right? And they're really cool. We watch them every once in a while. Cool compilations. Uh, he retweeted it, and he's like, oh, shit, Bull Nakano just liked it. Oh, shit, why did she like it? Oh, shit, he tagged her in it, too. He did not want her to know about these compilations because he doesn't want him taking them off of YouTube. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> well, anyway, we uh, gave a shout-out to Dory Funk. Ah, um, Dory Funk. Minoru Suzuki against the robots. I tried to find that match for you this week, Tolbert. I there, really did. There's a photo of an empty $2 Studios two minutes after we were supposed to start recording. Um, that that was up this today. Boys. Oh, oh, that doesn't even count. You uh, count I'm that. just saying. Um, but anyway... Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at number two dollar steak underscore for all your pro wrestling shenanigan needs. And apparently Aaron blowing up people's spots. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say I really want to watch. Potentially we have to find Minoru Suzuki fighting a mechanical money mummy at some point in the um, Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's on Daily Motion. I know. I looked. I looked everywhere for that fucking match and could not find it. Um, but uh, yeah, no hits, no shits. It's been a week. It's been a week. There we go, boys. All right. Cookie, uh, you got from the G1 Climax, you got one Richard Flair. I will always call him Richard Flair. <laughs> I, I, Richard Richard call Flair. I call him Richard Flair. Every uh, time I pull out of the neighborhood and I pass Legion Stadium, I give a little salute. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for your service, Rick, and for yeah, almost dying exactly. on the way to this <laughs> shitty, shitty stadium. <laughs> uh, fuck Legion Stadium. Actually, no, I really do. Like, I've got a lot of great memories tied to it's Legion right Stadium. But right New Hanover, the New Hanover High School Wildcats played there. And fuck I, the Wildcats. Fuck Wildcats. <laughs> Woo! Harkin Vikings. Woo! All right, Cookie, you've got Kiji Muto against Ric Flair from the G1 Climax. Can I just say that that was a weird time for a plug for the Hoggart Vikings? We come from the land of the ice and snow with the men Hammer of the gods. Are you done? We drive our ships <laughs> to New Land. Fight the horde. The horde of cats. Aaron, yes. you're benched. <laughs> no! Get out. I make this thing. Get out of my segment. My, you got my dad's the head of the, the booster club. Bill oh, Bob. God. Kenji Muto. Kenji Muto. We I, all know who this is. So this is actually our first Kenji Muto match, right? I thought I had one previous I, yeah, to this. I, no, I, I don't know, man. I think this might be our first actual Kiji match, right? I really Well, if it is, is, what a hell of a match. Yes. And I'll get to it. But he's going against the drip god himself, Rick God Flair, bless him. Mr. Woo! And he's got a clean-ass cut, too. His fate was looking crispy as hell. It, this beautiful hair on Richard for this point in his career. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was. It was very. It was, it, it was like a high, it, high and tighter than it usually is. Correct. Yes. Yes, I would say. And um, flowy on top, man. Flowy on top. It's short on the sides. 
beautiful all around. Pretty clean for the 90s, if you ask me. That's right. Yeah. But anyway. And Aaron, we didn't even talk about our little debacle, okay, earlier about the cookout and how it was right. You You didn't even put me over, man. All right, so full disclosure, my friend sent me a TikTok on uh, what to do the first time you ever go to a black cookout. And uh, the TikTok explains all the steps, and one of the steps is to be ready for the electric slide. And uh, Cookie, you were right. I was wrong. (laughs) I should have gotten the high kick and and started up an electric slide dance at the cookout that I went to a couple weeks ago. You're lucky I didn't talk about spades. Because that would have really sold me. <laughs> I laughed at that. <laughs> I've never played spades in my life, oh but my I think God, that I, I, I would be so bad at it. Hey, white boy, want to lose some money? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, I do. I do. As a matter of fact, I brought wads of dollars. <laughs> All right. Before I even get to the countdown, Flair, I want to I wanna know, Aaron, did you catch this? Flair mouthing off to the ref in the very beginning of the match. Flair is just working the arm. He's working the wrist, doing hammer locks and whatnot. And Flair says something to the ref. He says this. He says, you shut your mouth when you're talking to me, little man. Yes, I did <laughs> know. That's ass shit. That is bullshit. In a foreign country, and he's saying, you shut your mouth. I am Richard Flair. Do you know who you're talking to? You shut your mouth. Anyway, let's get to it. Cookies, top four, number one. Aaron, what kind of shit are you pulling here? What do you mean? What, what do I mean? Did you watch my match? Yes. Did you notice anything wrong with my match? Uh, no. Okay. Well, at 7 minutes and 40 seconds, the clip freezes. It uh, stops working. And I don't think you know. It's Literally, it's them two looking at each other. They're about to go head to head. And the clip just cuts out. Flair and Mudo looking at each other. And I was just like, what did Aaron just give me? A jacked up clip. Go back. Go ahead. Look it up. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> You're lucky. I don't. You lucky. I don't call Zane and the boys on you. Seven because minutes was, and what? 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 What was Forty six seconds. Forty seven minutes and forty seconds. Go ahead. You're full of shit. By the way, I'm not. I'm not full of shit. <laughs> it's your internet. <laughs> it is your internet. Notoriously, your internet sucks. Major balls. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I go back and the same thing happened again at seven minutes and forty seconds? I, I, right here, seven minutes and 40 seconds. We're going to watch it. Go uh, ahead. Uh, all right, hold on. It's, it's buffering. <laughs> oh, it's buffering. Oh, oh. All right, okay. all right. Now no, 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 it's going. They're looking. All right, you are right. That it, it does no. freeze for a couple seconds. I thought that that was my internet as well. Uh, no, but it, it's back. It's back. It, it only did, it was like a few seconds. You know, I know, I know it was only for like 12 seconds, but for those 12 seconds, I was tempted to call Zane and the boys and have them interrupt the podcast and start shooting on you for giving me a shitty clip. Well, you know, me and me and Zane and, and Lynx uh, aren't, aren't the best of uh, friends, you know? Well, that's all right. Number one, number one for Cookie's Countdown was don't let it happen again. That's it. Wait, that's number one. It has nothing to do with the match. Does it? Yes, it does have something to do with the match because it didn't work for 12 seconds. All right. You know what anyway. the next thing I saw? A shoulder tackle. Uh, did I did see from? that too. <laughs> number two. All right. Real quick. Ric Flair working the head, doing the dirtiest player in the game shtick, and the ref telling him to stop. And what does Ric Flair do? He just laughs at the man and just says, yeah, no. What, what are you do about it? He just, <laughs> I wonder, does Rick, did Rick even know what he was saying? No. Like, 
probably not. Not at just, all. Just laughing his ass off at him and just saying, nope, not going to happen. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. He's but like, what are you going to do? What, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to disqualify Richard Flair? No, he's just going to chop the hell out of you. I would. Anyway, the true number two goes to Mudo's like springboard leap. I don't know if you saw this, Aaron, but the shit was crazy. He was like, he did like a cannonball into the pool, except the pool was the mat. And he just flat backed it right on the mat. Yes. Uh, just uh, it was absolutely nasty. And then Flair snapped on that figure four leg lock. Beautiful transition. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what. <laughs> what was this cookie? Okay. Yes, please. Cookie. Yes, I was trying to think of what I meant, so I didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> yes, and then Richard uh, applies the chop. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, I, 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 I I lost number three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> number three. Number three. Flair going to the top rope. We all know how this typically <laughs> is. <laughs> what is so funny now? The name of this podcast is Flair going to the top rope moment. That's what's funny. All right. All right, I'm back. Okay, so Flair on the top rope. (laughs) Flair going to the top rope. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we know how this typically ends. It's not in the flavor. favor. God, Jesus, now I'm fucking up. (laughs) Flair fucked up. He got up to the top rope. uh, And uh, Kenji Muto caught him. No surprise. Muto caught him. Try to go for a superplex, but he does a superplex and then just starts bleeding. Did you notice that, Aaron? Like, he did yeah. a superplex. So, he what just it was, and, and I, what I gathered from this match, going into the match, Kiji had an injury to his forehead. Like, he had, he had a cut that, that was bandaged throughout the, like, before the match and then the opening minutes of it. And I think just the pressure of, um, you know, picking up a guy and throwing him, that may have reopened up the the cut on his forehead. I um, I mean I guess so because I don't know. It just it looked like he suplexed him, and then all, next thing I knew, he just started fucking gushing blood everywhere. And it was almost like there is something. Kiji has to take like blood thinners or something. Like it is I, disgusting. Absolutely. I mean, like crimson mask and everything. But he hulks the fuck up afterwards. I like he almost. Just, like he becomes Muda at that point. Did you, that's what I was thinking. That's he he kind of becomes, he kind of transitions to his Muda character when he became, when he got that crimson mask. Exactly. And he started doing Muda moves too, because he, he right. did his, his cartwheel elbow. He tried the moonsault, he missed. And then Ric Flair does Rick, what Ric Flair does, and he just starts working the cut and, uh, you know, and just making the crimson mask worse than what it was before. It, I mean, it, if it, was it was uncomfortable towards the end. It, it was, was almost like his Hiroshi Hase match. Well, I tried to show Diane like what was happening. She said, don't show me that shit. I don't want to see it because <laughs> it was absolutely disgusting. Like watching this man just bleed profusely all over himself for like reference sake. He had white boots. By the end of the match, his boots were pink. Ugh. It was disgusting. 
And if you're wondering why I'm not going over the rest of this match, it's basically because it was a very technical match. It was. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, wrist, rock, wrist locks, neck vines, hammer locks, chops, Ric Flair stuff. It's a te- mm-hmm. technical match. But it was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, majority of this match, Ric Flair is just like maintaining his heat, blah, 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 for 15 minutes. And then they build up the Muto. And when Muto starts bleeding, Muto starts bleeding, that's when he starts becoming Muta, starts throwing out the moves. And then that's when we see the transgression, uh, the transition, sorry. Number four. The Muto scale. Jesus Christ. Some USC fighters never bleed this much in their careers. But the sight, just the sight of his, like, the blood all over his face, and you see Ric Flair giving him that figure four leg lock, and he's just, like, shaking his head. You see blood going everywhere. It's just a a sight to see, a disgusting sight to see. But what a visual. I mean, the crowd... I don't know if you noticed this, but the crowd, every time Ric Flair went woo, they, re- they replied. They loved it. Right. They knew who Ric Flair was. Well, they, he they he was a gaijin coming in, but this gaijin was a very special gaijin. That, like, that, you know, you've got your Stan Hansen who, who stays over there, your Terry Funks who are over there a lot. Ric Flair yeah. was an attraction for this crowd. Yeah. They never see Ric Flair in Japan. Worldwide, baby. Yeah. Woo! Oh yeah, worldwide to say the least. I mean, this was during his WC early WCW days, right? So no, this would or be later. What, what was it? Ninety three or ninety five? Uh, maybe ninety five. Okay, so I, it, it would have been ninety five. It would have been after his WWF stuff and back. So yeah, he would be in WCW at the time. WCW. Okay. Yeah. Then that makes sense why he transitioned over. But, yeah, I mean, anyway, just going back to it, like this 24-minute classic culminated with Ric Flair snapping on that, uh, that figure four leg lock, and you just see blood going everywhere. Um, Muta eventually turns it around, transitions it, um, puts the figure four, figure four on Ric Flair. Um, and then Ric Flair gets out of that, of course. And, it, I mean, the place goes ballistic when eventually Muto uh, – hits his uh i don't know i don't even know what to call it. i guess it's a reverse suplex and then eventually hits his moonsault and after he hits his moonsault he pins rick flair he gets the pin gets the win crowd's going crazy mudo the entire time is just shaking his head bloody blood's going everywhere it's us uh, it's the crazy crazy thing to see it, it was uh, an electric feel what'd you say it was like an electric feel throughout that stadium. Like when you're watching oh, this absolutely. match, you're like, oh my God, these people love this. It was electric. Like it, it made me, it, it made me want to be there. Like right. I would want to see that match, but like I could only see it one time because like you just don't see blood like that. You don't see color like that anymore. No. The closest thing we've seen was that Cody Rhodes and whatever match. Or the Muda against Hiroshi Hase match. Exactly. Yeah. I'm saying, but this day and age, you won't right. see that. Oh, you don't see Never. it anymore. Correct. You know, I, honestly, I don't think you need to do that much color anymore, to be honest with you. No, and, and, and for the crazy part is, for the most part, I think that was accidental. You know, it wasn't like, uh, I, I don't think it was, yes? Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, you know, going back to what we said earlier, you know, just winging it. This was a winged match. This was not something that was pre-planned with a lot of uh, uh, high spots or anything like that. 
I think once he saw the color coming down or he knew that he was about to start bleeding, he was just like, let's transition this match yep. and let's yep. do this. And you see what the results were. I mean, the crowd got behind it. Everyone loved it. I loved it. Aaron, I think you loved this match as I well. I absolutely loved this match. Yeah. I mean, we, I think you sent this to us in the group chat earlier, and you were like, who wanted this match? Right. And, of course. And I knew I, it was going to be you anyway. So. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, it's a Mudo match. Right. Yeah, of course. Um, unless Tober knows Japanese, which I don't think he does. I, I wish we had a translator. I do not. I know. We, I, it's a shame that we, we don't have a that translator. translator. Maybe we could know these things. I feel like we used to. How much stuff did she translate for you? I, I don't know. We, our relationship was ended before it could even start, Mike. Before it you could even that start. thirsty for a Japanese translator? Yes. You're going to follow her and not even communicate with her? Yeah, I will now. All right, do it, and then you can follow her. Okay. Fuck you, Mike. Honor- <laughs> My honorable mentions. I have one. Yes. And it's to Ric Flair. Shout out to Ric Flair for saving his own life, okay? Muto went to the top rope when he went to deliver that superplex. He didn't put Ric Flair's arm over his head. Oh, and God. if you notice, like, yeah, he didn't put his – he was supposed to put Ric Flair's arm over his head so that obviously he won't break his neck or anything crazy like that. Ric Flair has to put his own arm over his head literally right before he's about to release. So this very – this was close to being Ric Flair's last match. I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be his retirement match because he was about to get a spike DDT straight into the mat. But – he saved his own life, and if you look closely, the referee even guided the, the both of them down because he saw that yeah. this move was about to end very horribly, very bad. That was it. Cookie, so I have an honorable mention. Uh, Kijay Muto doing his own woo with a crimson mask was one of the coolest things in the world. Like Ric Flair like doing his taunt throughout the match, and then Muto with a face full of blood looking at him and doing – Woo! <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, and he was spitting blood at the same time, yeah. so I know it's oh, a wet so woo. Good. So it's like woo, woo, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't want to spit on my own camera or the mic, but yeah, you know what I mean. I know. Now, I'm gonna give this five cookies in a Finn Balor because Finn Balor didn't lose. Oh, okay, okay. But I almost took one cookie away, Aaron, and you want to know why? Why? Because you gave me a jacked up clip. All right, next, next, and next. Twelve next seconds was missing out of it. Damn it. I apologize. Five cookies. Five cookies and a Finn Balor. Golden cookie nominee? Golden cookie nominee, 100%. Golden man. cookie nominee. Konnichiwa. All right, for the main event of the evening, uh, Toll Bear. Uh, Man, you have got a shit show, an entertaining shit yeah. show between Team 3D and uh, Curry Man and Shark Boy. Yes, we do. And this is a TNA match. So, what year? Like early 2000? Uh, this is uh, after 2008 ish, maybe? Yeah, after the dissolve of WCW. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, weird, a time. weird time to be a wrestling fan. Uh, props, I have to say, before we start this match, props to the crowd. It had to be a tough time to be a wrestling fan in, uh, in, in this era. And I know, Varn, you're doing a, a project right now on wrestling fans. Yeah, fuck, fuck wrestling. <laughs> it's called <laughs> Fuck Wrestling Fans, a study on fucking pieces of shit professional wrestling fans 
written by Aaron Varnum, University of North Carolina Masters <laughs> Association, Wilmington. So uh, anyway, so we have a lively crowd. Uh, they're doing what they can to uh, stick with the sport. Uh, we have an octagon ring because it's TNA. No, six-sided. It's six-sided. It's, it's a pentagram. Six-sided pentagon. Okay. Pent- pent- Excuse me. El pentagon. A pentagram? What the fuck? <laughs> a pentagram is five, right? Than that. Yeah. Uh, so we got some tight ropes and uh, tight ropes and a, a small ring. Um, it just looks awkward for the opening shot. I don't know. Yeah. So I saw uh, they had. I never event. like. I I never. I I tried. Never could get into TNA. I just couldn't. I don't know, man. I hate I, I watched it. I hate watched it. Uh, I, I still watched it. <laughs> I mean, I just couldn't get that. Into I definitely it. hate watched it. Yeah, the six sides of uh, the ring kind of were weird. It's interesting. Um, I didn't like it, but I did like I don't know. Yeah. I have mixed feelings about total nonstop action. But we had some great matchups, despite the shittiness of TNA sometimes. There were some good matchups, uh, not including this one. <laughs> but- I, I absolutely... <laughs> You're underselling how entertaining <laughs> this matchup is. So we have Team 3D. Which is Bubba, or, or should I say, brother Bubba and brother yeah. Devon? Brother Devon and brother Bubba, <laughs> and uh, their uh, confidant, their team leader, manager uh, Divine. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't know who that guy was. I had no idea. Who he was. I didn't either. He I just, just he looked up, like a piece of shit that I would see it yeah, in so the wrestling from show. the commentary, like Johnny Divine or someone Divine. I don't know. He was this guy in a tank top. He looked really a wife trashy. Beater. Don't yeah, even say it was a tank top. That <laughs> was a beater. wife beater in Jinko jeans. Yeah, and he had a kendo <laughs> sticker, a singboard cane. Uh, excuse me. And uh, he was just there to fucking call some shit, man. That's right. <laughs> That's all he was there for. Anyway, so Bubba and Devon, they come out. They're looking pissed, man, because there's a stipulation to this match. Right? <laughs> I loved this. <laughs> right? This was one of my favorite parts they're, of the whole match. They're, uh, they're on waivers. <laughs> <laughs> they have not been performing. They're like, boys, you're getting out of shape. Uh, you need to tighten it up. Tighten it up, boys. They have to weigh in. They have to hit a target weight of 275. I, that's what I need to do. I, I need to do this every week for a fucking podcast. You are not on this podcast if you do not make weight. <laughs> yeah. And this Why is are you looking at me when you see <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the boys have to make weight, right? And they're pissed about it. They're not happy. They're like, we're in shape. We're veterans. We've, we've been through the shit. We fought in the trenches. We put so many motherfuckers through tables. We don't need this. You know? Um, and uh, I have to call. I, I have to call bullshit because they are every bit of 375. <laughs> there is no way. There's no way. These they guys are, are 275. 275. Right. All right, so before we get to the weigh-in, we introduce their opponents, which is he's hot, he's spicy, he's delicious, Curry Man. Can you do the dance for me real quick? Uh, it's like, it's like it's, it's, you got your hands as a C, and then you do this. Yeah, so Curry Man um, is a Japanese wrestler. He's uh, uh, he, he's head-to-toe in a mask in green, or uh, excuse me, red and yellow and Spicy looking. Uh, what does it say on his back? Hot and delicious. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I know what Unread. you're talking about. So tasty. So, so, so tasty. Um, and he does a dance all the way down the runway. He actually jumps on the announcer's table, does a little sexy little dance, right? 
Um, but guys, it's not Alex Wright under that hood. <laughs> Who is it under that hood? You there we go. Christopher Daniels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, and he's got some moves. He can swing those hips. Uh, anyway, we introduce his partner, Shark Boy, which is—I don't know—it's just Shark Boy in a ripoff of Stone Cold Steve. I love it. Shell, give me a shell, like, yeah. It's like they—they <laughs> they take Stone Cold's music and they just kind of like turn Add the an extra bass note. down and yeah. like turn the treble all the way up and then. No, it's not done, 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 da da done, done. It's done, 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 da da done, done, done. It's a completely different song. It's Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. Um, and he comes out with a knockoff leather vest that says Shell Yeah <laughs> on the back because he is a, a luchador slash Japanese wrestler with a fin I on his know, head. I don't know, man. Cookie, can you give us any insight on Shark Boy? All I know about Shark Boy is that he had like a traumatic brain injury. And that, and he like remembered Stone Cold, and that's how they played it off. As really? <laughs> like, I swear to God, that's what they did in TNA. It was terrible booking. He had like a really bad brain injury, but whatever they said, and he remembered Stone Cold, and he just envisioned himself being Stone Cold. That's what, what was the Curry was. Man? So stuff. did the producers. The Curry Wait, Man what? stuff, like it was Christopher Daniels, like got out of a contract, and like he came back under the hood, sort of thing, or like what? What was yeah, the story like, behind Curry yeah. Man? I, I think Christopher Daniels. Oh, he oh he lost a uh, a, like a retirement loser match town. or whatever it was. Yeah, it was like a, yeah, like a loser leaves town. So he comes back as Curry Man, and then he comes back as Suicide after that. Oh, he was Suicide too. He was, he was also Suicide as oh well. Oh my for god, like, I didn't watch TNA at all, man. Me like either. I it was awful. <laughs> I would peek no. in like yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I'm gonna go get laid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to the bar now because I'm old enough. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so uh, so the, Bubba and Devon are pissed. They, they have to weigh in for this match, right? They have to right. hit 275. Um, Devon weighs in first. He's looking pretty confident, and yeah. he makes it pretty quick. Refs are like, dude, you made it. You worked hard. You're trim. You're slim. You got it. Earl Hebner gave him the thumbs up. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, then it's Bubba Ray's turn. He's not so confident. He's looking pretty thick. And, and I am not confident either. <laughs> no, no. And he reluctantly steps on that scale. I'm surprised he didn't take off all that heavy-ass <laughs> yeah, clothes. I dude. would take it off a couple layers. Yeah, I, I would Jesus have stripped down Christ. to my skinnies, you know? Um, skivvies, not skivvies, skinnies. Skinnies, skimmies, whatever they're called. <laughs> I would have just fucking Same got thing. naked and jumped on the scale. Um, but... They pause and they double pause. Yeah, they double pause and they triple pause. They have to uh, announce it, you know, to, you know, they they can't just say it and give them the thumbs up. They have to announce it with a loudspeaker. He made weight because we're all surprised. I was very surprised. (laughs) So uh, they're rewarded immediately for making weight. Their uh, manager, Johnny Devine, whatever the fuck is <laughs> I name forgot is, about that. Yeah, yeah. Has a bag of ho-hos and ding-dongs. That's right. And says, hey, boys. Tossing them out like they're fucking beers. That's right. You know? Uh, they, they've worked hard to get here, and they honestly lost track, you know, of the goal. They, 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 <laughs> they, they just, you know, they, they could have wrapped it up. They could have knocked this match out and had it, but this is, uh, you know, it is what it is. That's man. right. Sorry. That's it's. Right. It happens. You know, right. we always lose sight. Sometimes. Lose sight of the, the ultimate goal, <laughs> so you know. They they dig into the forest through dogs, the trees. Right? 
So uh, Curry Man and Shark Boy, they take advantage of this little distraction, try to get them both the double team small package. But no, we get a one count. You're like, right. fuck you. We might be distracted. We ain't no chumps. That's we right. might be thick. That's we right. might be chubby. But We're not stupid. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we get some decent double team from Curry Man and Shark Boy. They That's, ain't here to play. They're not. They're tiny, but they can work. They move around. They move around well. They're coordinated. They're sharp. It might be the spices from the curry. That's right. And the uh, electromagnetic Have you ever waves curried shark? from the shark. Curried you know? shark, I'm sure, is a delicious yeah. delicacy somewhere. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but they know what's going on in the ring. They know, they're aware. And they're double teaming these boys like a son of a bitch, right? Well, there's a stipulation to this match. It's not just your regular tag team match. It is a death match, two on two. Uh, it's a it's a, it's a <laughs> street match. It's it's a, a fish market, market street, street fight. Yes. So we have a stipulation. There's a fish market involved. It's like a death match, street match, whatever you want to call it, but with fish. But with fish, and the perfect matchup for Tolbert, I think, who who likes to fashion himself as a fisher man. I like to think of myself as. As such, um, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. so, the boys go at it, right? Right. And uh, we <laughs> <laughs> cookie disagrees. You don't think about it? I don't want to ruin Tolbert's segment, so I'll just keep my comments mm-hmm. to myself. Aaron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, we get to it. The boys go right to it. Uh, Curry man and Shark Boy get the upper hand immediately. That's right. Double teaming the 3D team. Um, which they have quite the size advantage over the 3D team does. So I was a little surprised. I thought they were going to just work them right off the bat. But right. no, these guys got moves. Mm-hmm. And they're coming at them from all angles, mm-hmm. including over-the-rope dives, uh, off, the, off the top rope, everything. Double teaming a man with uh, all kinds of shit. Double tornado DDTs, Beautiful. everything. Some, some great moves, right? Well, Bubba Devon, they've had enough, right? They take it outside of the ring. We're going to the fish market. We're going Eagle Isle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like, right? And we go right to it. They start going at it, but Curry and Curry Man and Shark Boy are like, hey, man, these are, you know, these are our people, man. Mm-hmm. We got Fish Curry. We got Shark Boy mm-hmm. from the ocean. And uh, they take advantage of their surroundings. They mm-hmm. start beating on Devon and Bubba Ray with some large, luscious striped bass. Uh, can I tell you how disappointed my father? I made my dad watch this so I could get uh, confirmation on what the various fishes were. And my dad was angry because those were expensive. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching it. I'm going, this is I'm hundreds of like, dollars. God damn. Like, whatever intern they sent to the fish market, they're like, here's the... Two thousand dollars go by hundreds and thousands of dollars. Yeah, I, my dad was just like, "That's a good." That one striped bass was like, "Yeah, yeah I'm still pissed because it's a seventy dollar fish." Uh, they saw the tag in their lip. Yeah, you know what I mean. They tell where they came from and all yeah. this. Expensive fish and yeah. like, they look good. I'm like, God damn, that's I a good looking striper. Yeah. So Curry Man Shark Boys start beating up on the Dudleys with these fish, and they're giving these little weird like stomach blows and stuff and smacking them. I have to say, I laughed out loud every time they took a striped bass 
and did a full uh, like back <laughs> shot across I'm, either one of them. I was really disappointed they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they were holding it poorly. Like, if you're going to slap a man with a fish that size, yeah. you got to gill it. You got to get your hands in the gill so you can swing that thing like that's that. That's an interesting look. Yeah, that's it, an right? interesting take. They're, they're trying to hold the tail. They're trying to hold the tail. Like, you're not going to get a lot of force with that. I, I don't know. I feel like the weight, if you did some yeah. mathematics, the weight of the head. It'd be like a the, baseball, like a swing in a I feel like, I feel like I they probably know. can't swing as hard because they're going to lose it. I, I, you know what? I, and I'm also surprised. Why didn't they gill it and punch him with it? I don't know, man. I just this is how I would do a fish market street fight. <laughs> so okay. if you were to fight somebody with a fish in tow, like if, if fish that size, you yeah, gill it. I'm gonna gill it. I'm gonna do some different ways. I, I was also kind of disappointed that no fish actually exploded and like shot <laughs> shit. Why, why they didn't body slam somebody on fish? Anyway, go ahead. Well, it's not a guar well, concert. Yeah, we get we get pretty close, guys. Yeah, we get pretty close. So after some fish shots from Curry Man and Shark Boy, the Dudleys finally kind of uh, come to their senses, get an upper hand. That's right. We see a big back body drop mm -hmm. of Curry Man onto a, a, a fish display, mm -hmm. if you will. And um, we also see Bubba Ray go after the commentary crew. That's right. And the timekeeper with some catfish. That's and right. Another various species, which he proceeds to bite, and he just totally catfishes the timekeeper. That's right. And throws some fish at him. It, it is great. It is great. Um, so, during all this chaos, we start to get back to the ring, right? Curry Man decides, hey, man, I have enough of this. I've had enough of this. Um, I'm going to break out my gear. I'm going to rip up my tackle. <laughs> I'm going fishing. That's right. <laughs> Dudley right? fishing. He pulls out his rod. He's like, hey, we got ding-dongs. <laughs> he baits up the hook. He casts out. <laughs> hey, man, conditions are great. <laughs> he read the report. <laughs> yeah. First cast, we get a bite, dude. There's nothing like the first cast when you get a bite. Nothing like it, right? I mean, you get a hard-on from that shit. Anyway. Uh, what does he catch? He hooks a big old Bubba Ray. <laughs> yeah. Not a stingray? He can't resist. Not he a manta resist. ray? He can't resist that bait. He goes right for it, man. Oh, he's hooked him. He's got him. He's trying to shake the hook. He I know. He, a he, he was trying to fight. He gives him a little wiggle. <laughs> Tries to shake the hook. He reels him in, but sometimes you reel him in, they just spit the hook right when you That's get right. the boat. You hate yeah, it. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to punch that fish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what he does. He just punches, <laughs> punches that fish, right? And uh, then we go to some in-ring action where, again, uh, and I was kind of surprised, you know, just from the history of the, you know, the Dudleys, Curryman and Sharkboy kind of give the upper hand again, and they just start whooping up on them. Um, and at times, Team 3D gets the upper hand. Um, of course, of course, we uh, have a table show up ringside. That's right. Right. You got a table set up, so you think of course it's the Dudleys. Yeah. These guys are going through that fucking table, yeah. right? You know, it's a table shark at that <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah, the crowd's chanting it. Yeah, they want it. Everyone wants to see it. Um, I don't know if it's that shark radar shark mm. boy has. Mm. He's just so aware mm. of what's going on around him. Yeah, he He's can like, smell it. I'm not going through that table. Mm -mm. No, and they continue to beat up on him, and. At one point, uh, after some interference from their protege, Johnny Devine, they've right. had enough the of it. high school dropout, yeah. They put him through that fucking table. That's right. <laughs> and goddamn, he goes through that table. He hit hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely knocked a breath out of him, right? 
Uh, we get him out of the equation. He's been a nuisance in their side the whole time. He's right. gone. He he's whatever. <laughs> so Curry Man and Shark Boy continue to whip up on the Dudleys. At times, again, they get that for hand. We're we're coming to a head here. Like ah, a fish man. head. Yeah. <laughs> the Dudleys are gonna go out like this. No. They're, they're, they're just not. Something stinks. Something dusting. Something's fishy the whole time. Something's fishy. <laughs> um, we think their little protege is out of the picture at the mm-hmm. moment after some some stiff back and forth. Yeah. And some, uh, I think four in a row, two counts. Yeah. In a row, two yeah. Counts. Yeah. It was very. It, it, it was. It, it got kind of hot there towards the end. It did. Uh, Mr. Johnny Divine or whatever his name is. Comes in with a mysterious bag of powder. Mm-hmm. I think it's the eight ball. Yeah, I, 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 I would either say that or, yeah, yeah, I would definitely think it was cocaine. So, so, so after a while, they, their your buddy sees like, hey man, these guys need help. I'm gonna interfere. Uh, the Dudleys were like, hey man, let's just deploy this fucking 3D, get it over with, get the three count right. Johnny Divine thinks it's gonna help a little bit and throw off the powder. Well, Curry Man uh, senses what's going on. He ducks. Mm. Like that, that gets spicy, powder spicy senses to the face. Mm. He's blinded. He doesn't know what's going on. Right? Well, Devon tries to deploy 3D. Curry Man and Shark Boy reverse it. Mm. Bubba Ray, 3Ds, his own teammate. Shark Boy, Curry Man, get the pin. All the while, Bubba Ray thinks he's won. <laughs> It's such a good shot. Like Bubba Ray's counting with yes. Earl Hebner. It's like really good. Realizes what he's done. Devastated. Curry Man and Shark Boy go on to rule TNA. <laughs> Forever. I'm sure they're, they're still probably ruling TNA right now. Like yeah. we don't know because nobody yeah. watches TNA. Yeah, a good match. Uh, I, I, <laughs> a lot of fish. Um, a lot of striped bass. At one time, I think there's a a porgy chop yeah. involved. I don't know. I do like how Bubba Ray calls Curry Man a paprika head <laughs> <laughs> at one point. Anyway. He what, also- what, was the, what was the tiny fish that Bubba was throwing into this crowd? Oh, we did, have, we did have a Terry Funk-like spot. Yeah, where something that. was thrown into the crowd. I don't know. He a bunch of fish. He, they were small he, ones. At though. one point, he just started throwing fish in the crowd. And in an ECW fashion, fish got thrown back, back into the into crowd. The, one of them was a striped the... bass. Almost hit Bubba in the face. I, yeah. I would have oh, popped so hard on that. There, there's a bunch of fish, subtle fish spots. And, uh, can we also talk about where, where they're holding uh, – Maybe Shark Boy's legs open, and then Bubba's got oh, dude. the striped bass, the, and he starts trying match. to make this match. This match is twenty-one minutes long, and there is so many just like little subtle things. Uh, it, it's crazy, but yes, we do. You have, need to watch. It's very entertaining. It is. We do. I almost forgot. We do have a spot where Bubba makes out with a fish. That's right, and um, delivers the like he tongues uh, it. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he really tongues it. He's got almost like a Gene Simmons tongue going on. <laughs> yeah. <with that. laughs> we do have a back and forth spot where you have the crotch blows off the top. Fish, rope. fish going to people's <laughs> fish, dicks. Yes. Fish dicks. Fish on dicks. <laughs> oh, man. Just definitely watch this match. Check it out. It's on YouTube. It's very fun. It's on YouTube. It'll be an hour. Not Daily info. Motion. <laughs> Not Daily Motion. Yeah, you this is a legit on one. You can watch this one on the big screen. Oh, Jesus, but hell of a match. We got porgies, striped bass. We got all kinds of species. Catfish. 
had, you know how it had to smell. It had to smell in that oh, arena. I, on ice. I think, I, honestly, if I was sitting in the ring and I was hit, like sitting in the audience and I was hit by a fucking, like. I want to try to take that fish home. I, <laughs> and cook Ugh. it. Oh, yeah. It was sitting on ice. <laughs> you imagine just like That's sitting That's an $80 there anyway. strike back. I paid for this ticket and one slams your You lap. literally could have <laughs> literally taken home your dinner worth what you paid for the ticket. It's like Homer Simpson in the sandwich. Like he's too proud to not like <laughs> eat the sandwich. <laughs> I'm going to eat this fish. Yes, cook it. This was in the middle of the card, Mike. So, like, yeah, how I, this, was, this was not the main event. Okay, maybe then, maybe I wouldn't have. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. I did not even think about that. That ring was covered with slime. Yes, it was disgusting. Yeah, this was Destination X, which there means that it was also, all X Division matches towards the end. There was also Ugh. fish guts uh, covering the ring at one point. And you know, they had to go back to the locker room because there were some spots where. Curry man kind of gave Bubba like a uh, headbutt into the fish, and you could see him like wipe the slime <laughs> off his forehead. So you know they had to shower pretty good. You know they were hooking up with ring rats afterwards and still smell like fish. <laughs> you smell like me. <laughs> oh man! So enough of this. Should we get to the haiku? Yeah, let's yes. get to the haiku. <sighs> I was really excited for this haiku this week. In fact, I was even like counting syllables for ho ho, ding dong, uh, striper. Uh, give me, give me your haiku. Uh, what pound test is that? <laughs> Two seventy five test. I hear ho is my great mate. <laughs> is that a porgy? <laughs> oh, one more time. Let's hear this one more time. What pound test is that? All right. I hear ho-hos make great bait. They do. Is that a porgy? <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> Tolbert, that, that, you, you have really come into your own with these haikus. I think I'm just giving you some great, great content for, for your, uh, you have, uh, for your artistry. Uh, applaud you, sir. Some great high spot matches the past few years. Man, we, we really have. I'm going to have to, like, the hardest part is topping. Like, I feel like the guy that goes out there that does, like, a double moonsault. Like, how am I going to top that? Like, each week, I have given you just gold for the high spot. Mm-hmm. Well, you what feel like ricochet? I think to top all the high spots next year after COVID's not a thing, we all go to the juggle gathering. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is already out. Mike said no. I am a I'm a firm maybe. I, I'm definitely considering it. My goal as a podcast as a whole, I would say, is to have a booth at the Juggalo Gathering. <laughs> <laughs> as a podcast where we can sell t shirts and crafts. And people would be like, Cookie, you're one of, us, one of us. Yeah. One of us. One of us. Family. Family. Thank you for listening you to the <laughs> steak of pro wrestling and apparently juggalo uh, podcast. Boop boop. Uh, we will be at you next week with some new content and uh, talk to you mm-hmm. soon on Two Dollar Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.